listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. And uh, this is Frank Skinner. Uh, today I'm with Alan Cochran as ever, but Zoe Lyons has joined the team. Hi. I used to have a jingle that roared. I don't oh. have that anymore. I'll do it. Hang on. Go on. Yeah. That's pre- I like that. Good. Thank you. That's pretty good. It was a bit frothy. Imagine a bit of froth come up at the mm. back of the lion's <laughs> yeah. throat. Just a bit of a... Back of the lion's throat. That's where I used to go for a smoke. It's a lovely pub, the lion's throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. But I tell you what I don't want you to do. Don't text us today, because we are pre-recording this. In If you can imagine the, 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 the two um, juxtaposed times, we are yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people say that about me in reviews. <laughs> but we are yesterday, you're today. And so our communication is, is thwarted. I think we could be tweeted. But um, we don't know if we can pull that off. That's my knuckles, by the way. Oh, 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 oh that's, that's not going to make for nice radio for some oh. people that don't like that. I've never, never done that before. No, no, no. We'll be doing that again. Gonna... I think they'll probably just put um, two air bubbles in my bloodstream. They're a race into um, aneurysm city. Do you think? <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll keep you posted on that one as the show uh, progresses. I'm worried that it's starting with a city. <laughs> Well, aneurysm yeah, city. A, a small dwelling. I like to think village. in my body there will be a cathedral. <laughs> Thus, it qualifies. Now, um, <laughs> this show, I think, has been condemned in the past for being slapdash and amateurish. Has it? Um, it certainly has by the, by the producer. <laughs> and I learned a valuable um, lesson this week. I was listening to um, a documentary on Radio 4. Do you listen to Radio 4 much? Yes, I yes. listen to Radio 4. Radio 4, it's like podcasts for your nan. Yes. Is, is what the tone is, generally. Yeah. Anyway, they were on there and there was a man, um, I think he was in uh, Hampton Court Palace or somewhere like that, the Bodleian Library, it's where they hang out. And, and he said things like, um, so um, what do you, uh, Zoe Lyons, um, think about uh, this? And bringing in the name. Mm. And I'm thinking oh, yeah. I might start incorporating that. It had a real sort of professional feel to it. <clears throat> I think that's a radio rule so that the, uh, the external Do you think listener... that, Alan Cochran? That's right, Frank Skinner, I do. <laughs> See? Yeah. Now people are thinking, ah! We know what we're listening there's, to. If there's people at home drawing a plan... Yeah, you know, like in the Radio Times, they used to have football pitches <laughs> broken down into numbers. Do you know this? Yes. And when the man was commentating on the radio, a man in the background would go seven. So you knew what part of the pitch. <laughs> this, of course, is where the phrase "back to square one" comes from. You are joking? No, that's where it began. But how can it be? Because square one, I think, is the right back position where you wouldn't normally take a goal kick from. I'm totally lost. Say back now. to square one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about this. Don't play the I'm a girl so I don't understand football stereotypes, no, Zoe Lyons. Frank's going to and Alan Cochran. We're going to have to move on from this. <laughs> not Otherwise, that. I'm not going to understand anything that's going on this That morning. is the last football reference in this show. What yeah. about that as a, as a declaration? We're going back to square one. <laughs> <laughs> one. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I um, I tell you what I um I hosted a gig this week like a big charity do thing. You I mean we're stand-up. all we're all comedians together mm. on this show. Sure. Mm. And um, I tell you what now here's a now Alan Cochran is our um, 
motoring correspondent. Are you into cars at all, Zoe? I do like a car. Here's I a like question. Ca- I like cars. Here oh, okay. is a question. When I introduced the bill, and it was a great bill, so I wasn't exaggerating, um, I said um, it's the Rolls-Royce of um, comedy bills. Right. Reasonable sort of thing you were banded about. Yeah. And then it struck me, is Rolls-Royce still the Rolls-Royce of cars? That is a good question. You You didn't think this allowed during the gig, did you? Well, I did, we did, I did, it went badly, but yeah, I did mull it over. <laughs> um, never mull things, generally. On a, Were you on the a, Morris a, Minor uh, of hosts, that's <laughs> evening? I think, I, Split I, think I, I probably was, yeah. I was the stock in reverse gear, Morris Minor. <laughs> I think I was a bottle, uh, bottle green um, G-registration helmet imp. Oh. But, um, but here's the thing, if it isn't, if it's Lamborghini or something now, mm-hmm. it must be a signal if you're at Rolls-Royce. And you're no longer the Rolls Royce of cars. How I think, awful! I think they still scrape through, though, because oh. the I mean, Rolls Royce are—they're still a big name. They're still expensive. They make aeroplanes. Look, engines, I'm still a big name, but you yeah, have to, yeah, yeah. You have to accept enough. when you've been overtaken. <laughs> <laughs> overtaken. I'm keeping up the uh, yeah, motoring yeah. analogies. <laughs> Very good. I, well, I mean, if 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 only people were—if uh, we were live—we could get people who really know a lot about cars to tell us what are the Rolls Royce of cars. Well, they've, they've been taken over by the Bentley, as far as popularity is concerned, amongst the high-earning football players. Is that right? Yes, that it, but just right. visually, just an observation you'll see. Yeah. And the Rolls Royces that you do see on the road these days are the extremely expensive versions, maybe the Ghost, something like that, and they're probably more owned by Arab families coming over to the UK. But oh, what do I cur- know? curtains on the back windows. A box of tissues, which always confuses me. Um, you see, I don't feel, feel I, my role as motoring correspondent is slightly threatened here. Oh, I know, I, I'm loving it. <laughs> so Who Rose says Royce Top Gear has to, to be do? all men? <laughs> they failed to move into the SUV market where Bentley really has, and uh, Bentley and uh, Jaguar have also done that, mm. and they've kept I abreast. Just, I just think if I'd have said it's the Bentley of comedy bills, people might have thought it was a reference to David Bentley, who I think was involved <laughs> in the uh, Lenin Have It murder yes. trial and then they think it was me trying to sort of <laughs> sort of share blame or something <laughs> and it would have got very confusing that's how people's minds uh... I want to ask you another question you, you, you host a lot don't you Al? Compare? Yeah I don't know why have I said host have I become some sort of am I from across the pond? <laughs> Am I from the States? Next you're going to ask me, do you work clean? <laughs> yeah. Do you work clean, Alan? I think you could say that in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I MC a fair bit. Still MC at the Comedy Store. So do you compare? Yeah, I compare. I have a big um, comparing question to ask you, but the, oh. the fez is on the table, which on this show means <laughs> that the producer is saying, shut up. So um, I'm going to... Uh, I'll, I'll come back to you after this. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, um, unfortunately, the way that you set up the desk is a bit of inside information for a pre-record. You can't see all your jingles, so I can't reach. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole. But you have a correctione, Zoe, is that I right? I, I think I've missed, um, misnamed the Rolls Royce. I think it's the, it's the Rolls Royce Shadow, not Ghost. But it's very similar, isn't it? When you shadow, Ghost. I think it's a Shadow. Yeah. I mean, the cars are similar or the names? The names are quite similar. Oh, I and see, in my right. head, they're yeah. quite similar things. What about the Camargue? The Camargue. Is, it, is there a Rolls Royce Camargue? I don't think so. Isn't there? <laughs> 
there's a phantom which I think is has an umbrella phantom? built if into the... Oh, enough now. With. Enough Rolls-Royce names. <laughs> oh, OK. It's, giving, it's making my shoulders sore because when I talk about the Rolls-Royce, I find my arms going backwards like the, <laughs> the bonnet um, ornament. Yeah. So anyway, here's the thing. When you MC, let's call it that. Yeah, compare. Do you shake hands of the acts when oh. they come on stage? Um, I tend to. Yes, or a little tap on the upper arm. Tap on the upper oh, eyes. Yeah, I always worried that they might just have had their TB. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to thank you for that. You don't want to bring them on with a yelp. Well, a, a good compare always checks that the acts oh, have just yeah, not yeah. come from a clinic. When That's, did you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I Different don't, story, I just don't like to ask anymore. <laughs> well, that, depending which clinic they've come from, you either shake exactly. hands or tap arms. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, I... Um, I'm, I've become a handshake. I think I've picked that up from American hosts. No. Mm. I don't think I used to Surely do it in my early five days. or fist bump. Well, they might do now, but in the... Uh, I work with a guy who used... To, the guy who does um, deal, deal or No Deal, what's he called? In this case? Noel Edmonds. Edmonds. No, in America. Oh. Now, Noel Edmonds never did stand-up, <laughs> sadly. You work with Noel Edmonds? You have worked no, with them all. No, take that back. I have worked with Noel Edmonds, <laughs> Of course you have. <laughs> but... Um, Oh, what's he called? Anyway, don't worry. He uh, He's an American comic who hosts the American Deal or No Deal, and he does one of those knuckle touches. Oh, but yeah. apparently he has uh, hygiene obsession problems. <laughs> so, um, no, that's true. That is true. Is it? Yeah. But I find that when I shake hands with the comics as they come on stage, I mm. adopt a facial expression, which I would um, compare with the facial expression. You know, in films, when someone opens the door to a friend and they've got a gunman standing behind them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they say, I'm sorry, I can't come out. You yeah. know? I've, I, that's the kind of facial expression I give them. Like, behind me, there is something <laughs> lethal, yeah. i.e. the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm helping people no, with that. No, passing on right. that fear. No. Yeah. Do you say anything at that moment? I quite often say, have fun. I don't know mm. why I'm... I, mean, I do that, yeah. It's not really part of their job, is it? No. The comic. I know. Um, what do I say? I don't think I'll say anything. Good luck out there. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm, I've once I'm had too that upset. There's a gun behind me. Is that <laughs> what if I'm coming off, I've, it's usually I'm on the downward slide because if it's if it's if it continues to go well. It's like Enoch Powell said, every political career ends in failure. And I think that's probably true of every link. Mm. <laughs> Certainly on this show, Enoch Powell references on absolutely. I think he, I think he said some stuff that was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just if that becomes a trending topic, it could look bad. No, yeah, we'll, we'll be. Uh, we'll be tracking the bottom of the barrel in a minute for Enoch Powell quotes, but that one I believe is okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, who's next? Skinner. Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Um, I'm talking about a gig I did on Monday. Um, I hope that's okay with you guys. It's good for me. I tell you what, I did something I said I'd never do. I I talked a bit about my child. On you did stage. stand up. About... Yeah. You know, I've always thought I don't like the. Mm. You know, no. you get people go on and on about their kids. Yeah. And I think, oh, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> and you do it a bit, Al. Not so much these days, no. but I used to do a bit you've more. From, you know. You've learned from me. Still do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot from you, you've Frank. Been, you've been <laughs> admonished. I've learned a lot from you, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'll tell you what happened. I went to, there was a, um, 
there was a, a sheepdog trials on um, on Hampstead Heath. What was there? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hampstead Heath is a large area of greenery in the um, north of London, um, known for um, midnight shenanigans mm. mainly. But this was in the daytime. And I was with Boz, my five-year-old son, who's never seen um, sheepdogs in action before. And, you know, they say you see things fresh through the eyes of a child. This is the theory. Yeah. Um, Like I was with him once, there was a robin hovering above us. Mm -hmm. I was weeding at the time, and he was after worms. And I said, it's the old robin redbreast, I said, trying to say about him. Is it naturalist? Not sure. (laughs) Not naturist. And... um, he said, uh, it's orange. <laughs> yeah. And I looked up and it was orange. And I thought, who've, who've, been, who've been kidding ourselves? They're normally yeah. red, though, aren't no. they? Just no, we think one. they're red because everyone calls them that. But look, if it you look, look through the eyes of a child, <laughs> through a child, you will see that it's orange. Robin orange breast. It <clears> doesn't, yeah. Doesn't scan so well. No, it? and it sounds, a bit, it sounds a bit too Protestant for my life. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, but anyway, we were watching the uh, sheepdog trials, and you know, do you, are you aware of the technique that the sheepdogs use when they get really low on the mm. floor? Their yes. elbows mm. are on yeah. the floor. Do dogs have elbows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Their elbows are um, actually going across the ground, and Boz absolutely cracked up. Laughing at it. It was like the funniest. He was, oh, every time they did it, he cracked up. And then I started cracking up, and I thought, it is. It's, they, they don't need to do that. They're, they're drama queens. <laughs> they're just making it look, oh, I'm really stalking. And they can see them. I mean, how high is the grass? They can still be seen. It's just, it's, it's showboating. Do they make them train under those nets, cargo nets, that they do obstacle courts? In oh, maybe that's perhaps. a thought, yeah, maybe. That's, the, that's what they're doing. They're doing the whole crawling oh, along. Yeah. The dogs are doing the military fitness They're doing thing. the military fitness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the because they did, they, they did go across on uh, monkey bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> later, which I'd yeah. never seen yeah. No. And then before. zip line in to round yeah. up the last of them. But they didn't look like they got the wrist strength <laughs> yeah. for no. monkey bars. Have they got wrists? Some mobility there, but I don't know whether you yeah. call it a risk. You wouldn't call there's a there's a fold. Mm. There's certainly a fold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was at the sheepdog trials. <laughs> um but yeah, but I ne- it's never struck me before that it is absolutely hilarious that um sheepdog stalking. And did you talk about this at your gig? I the, did. And did it Again, go nothing. nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> absolute absolute, absolute radio. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I love it when you're like a proper DJ. Yeah, <laughs> it's still sounding great. It happens now. Don't ever, yeah. don't ever accuse me of being like a proper DJ. <laughs> just did. God, I listened to some. <laughs> I listened to some of one of our local rivals the other morning. Mm. Oh. I don't know why they don't get rid of the DJs and have say a violinist. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just sound. That's all it is. There's nothing. There's no actual substance. Why not have? You know. And now. Uh, Okay, now it's back to my. <laughs> and then into um, Lady. <laughs> uh, I was listening to um, Radio London, which does have some um, conversation um, on it. 
and they were interviewing um, the popular entertainer Will Young. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know him? Yeah, I got yeah. caught in a curtain near Will Young once. Coming <laughs> off stage from something, I got trapped in a curtain like a fly. Trapped in trapped a curtain? Trapped in a curtain like a fly. I'd just been on a television show with a disabled dog. It was a really, really appalling afternoon. Is this a dream? Then, no, it really genuinely happened. happened. And then I, as I tried to... Uh, uh, exit the studio I got caught like properly wrapped up in this curtain at the back of the and when I unwrapped myself there was Will Young there with these two PR girls I knew they were PR girls because they were on Blackberries and wearing pashminas inside mm. and they they looked at me like with total disgust as you would I just caught myself well, that, those sort of people don't get trapped in curtains they don't. and have to unravel no. themselves yeah. in front of other humans and that's the sort of thing where you unwrap yourself and go whoopsie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a total idiot Perhaps they thought you were Jenny Murray from uh, Women's Hour. <laughs> she, wears, <laughs> she wears an enormous scarf. Maybe they thought That's that. what it is. I've got caught in my own scarf. Yeah. Oh, well, this... He seems lovely, though, in the Does 30 he? seconds I was in his company for. Um, I interviewed him once. I don't know if I came away with that feeling. <laughs> I'll be straight with you. With he, called me, he called me pernickety. Did oh. he? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's quite matching. No. But anyway... I'm sure the real matching word is not as nice as pernickety. <laughs> I mean, you probably probably and, not like the real one. And I was, uh, I is must it? admit, I was all for Gates. <laughs> in, in the, in, in the, when the final vote, yeah. I was all for Gates. But anyway, um, he was on and he's, you know, he's still working. Mm-hmm. God bless him. And uh, <laughs> he said, um, no, what did he mean by this? He said... Um, Oh, I wish I'd bought. Um, I won't do the voice. He said, "I wish, I wish I'd bought my dogs with me." He said, "I've got two dogs. I wish I'd bought them." Esme and said the names as if, right, mm-hmm. as if um, that mattered. And he said, uh, "Wish I'd bought the dogs with me." He said that they're in great form at the moment. Oh yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like their banter is flying. What like, do you mean they're right by that? Just now. In what way are they in great form? Is that a polite way of saying they're on heat? Oh, <laughs> I wish I'd brought them with me. They're on heat at the moment. <laughs> I could have caught some other dogs and added to my collection. No, I couldn't work it out. No, I don't. You, like you, you, you've got you've got a dog. Yes, you, he's so. never been on great form. He's never on great form. He's it's a just, really it's the sort of thing you'd say about a comic or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're flying at the moment. Yeah, yeah. on fire. A pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd have said, I wish I'd brought my dogs in, they're on fire at the moment. <laughs> I'd have thought, um, he'd just got a text in from his housekeeper. <laughs> and he'd have thought if I'd brought them in, they, they could have been rescued. But now, no. they're um, part of some sort of canine inferno. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wishing that on them, don't no. get me wrong in any way. But um, it would have been a story and a half. Absolutely. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. On Bullseye, because the um, production team were obviously worried that the viewers didn't know what geography meant. When they had a geography section, um, Jim Bowen would call it places. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. I love Bullseye. Yes. Best show ever. Um, I um, I went camping at the weekend. You've had a right busy time, haven't you? Oh, Comparing, you know me. Camping. You know me. Yeah, all the seas. Um, I did some careering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Church, probably. Slightly out of control. Probably a bit of church. I did church. Curly Cur. Yeah. another one. 
How was camping anyway? Camping was it's. I mean, September camping is a risk. Any camping in this country is a risk. Any time of the year can be a great payoff. I didn't. One thing that I I tell you what I didn't do. We didn't use the guide ropes. Oh, I've got a pop up tent, and you know, (laughs) now I have. Which at my age (laughs) is a cause for celebration. (laughs) <laughs> no, I've uh, I've got a pop-up tent. Um, I say I've got one. We bought it two days before we went away. It comes. I brought it into the show actually last week. It comes in a big circular yeah. bag. Yeah. It looks like you know in the W1A yeah. when the bloke carries a fold-up bicycle. Yes. So if I if I had one of those, but it was a penny farthing. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. Is Wouldn't it a it family cr- pop-up tent or is it a single? Well, pop-up that's a very tent? good question. It was described as a three-man tent, which mm. I thought was a bit sexist. <laughs> was um, it? Um, yeah, they still call it a three-man tent, I think. Three-person uh, temporary three construction. Person now, but yeah. I suppose they call it guide ropes rather than scout ropes. True enough. So, you so know. It balances out. Yeah, six or one-off, doesn't it? But I thought, when there's three of us in it, why do we need guide ropes? That's only, you know, it's to hold it down, whereas we're going to weigh it down naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Yes. Turns out the whole guide rope <laughs> thing is a tremendous scam. It's I think it's I think the whole guide rope thing is for if you're ever out of it and wind gets up and perhaps blows and we away. We had our luggage in it as well. Oh right. Yeah, you won't blow away, Sounds Frank, massive. but the sides of the tent will collapse in in a strong wind and you'll be Not in a pop up. Yes. No. The wind will, it'll still have a bit of mobility. You'll be waking up with the canvas, like... I know, I was, I, there, there wasn't room for three of us in the tent, you see. <laughs> They're very small, I think. So I woke up with my face pressed against the outer wall, which encourages moisture. Mm. Right. So I, like, the whole side of my face was wet. So you got your sleep and your morning wash combined. <laughs> I did. It's like a life hack. But of course I was camping. I, I just slept yeah. in my clothes and then just got up. I, you know, I, I, I buckled my belt and I was ready for the day. Brilliant. I love that. Oh, that's I mean, I don't know how long you could keep that up before bacteria started to do that. That week. Speaking of bacteria... Hippies manage it, don't they? I'll tell you what... I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Um, We had uh, toasted marshmallows. Again, I think of that as a bit American. But that... um, All these parents... I mean, they're all lovely people I went away with, but they're all quite, you know, very careful about their children. They all eat healthily. Mm Mm-hmm. But when the toast, I mean, the marshmallow itself is a is a, a risk, you know, as mm. far as sugar and all that is concerned. I don't know really what they're made of. Well, mushroom, imagine some, they've got a mushroomy it. type texture. They're mainly sugar, I think. Are they okay? Mm. Yeah. But they put them on the end of sticks that we just got off the ground. Yeah. So it's a, if you could imagine a sort of bacteria soft centre. Yeah. That was how you eat them. So yeah. in the end, the last bit of it is licking hot marshmallow off a dirty stick. Yeah. But I think that's good for us. I think we're too it clean is. these days. You're a bit right, of dirt. Too clean. A bit of dirt. You're right. You've got to are. lick a few I mean, sticks. I, I, yeah. I, I'll be honest <laughs> you with you. Are. Coming you've from said, you. You've said several times. <laughs> <laughs> you've said several times. <laughs> you've said several times you'd be happy if you never drank coffee again. I feel like that about eating marshmallows. That well, I think mine is a grand to... statement. <laughs> They're disgusting now, aren't they? That's like, like saying if I never ate comquats again, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I wouldn't care. I mean, I hadn't seen a marshmallow for um, 17 months. Don't see what the I didn't know that off, I didn't know off the top of my head, but I checked my journal. <laughs> 
of the perks of having one, isn't it? Yeah, but it was... Uh, also, my mother-in-law went out and got us some airbeds because we didn't have any air. And I was worried, when we put the airbeds in the tent, we had to overlap them because the three airbeds were bigger than the floor space. This sounds horrific. Mm. And then they were self-inflating. So I oh. did this thing and I heard... I heard <laughs> and I'd say they went... If you can imagine watching a five-pound note become a J-cloth, <laughs> that was the difference. In That was the rise in it. I lay on the floor. I could feel... Floor. I could feel the, the shadows of glaciation on the floor. I mean, it was just like lying on the floor. And I'd love to... I, I really... I, there's something about camping that really appeals to me. Mm. But I think I need to just start again. I hate it. Year zero, do you? I hate it, everything about it. We're going to come back to uh, Zoe Lyons' hatred of camping. I'm putting her on the spot after this. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Don't text us! We're not live. Um, When I say we, I mean me, Alan Cochran and Zoe Lyons. Um... Can you um, follow the show on Twitter, though? We don't mind that, at Frank on the radio. And if you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. But if you text us, I shall be furious. Mm. Now then, before um, the news and all that, we were talking about camping. And um, you, Zoe Lyons... Mm. Not um, a fan. Not a fan, Frank. Why not? It's just such a lot of faff. It really is. The last time we went camping, we went for two days took us about half a day to pack up the car full of stuff that we thought we'd need to have all of the luxuries of home when we were camping. And then you realise you already have all of the luxuries of home at home. Mm. You don't need to go and sit in a field somewhere. Yeah, but how often do you wake up with a wet face at home? Well, <laughs> more frequently... It's a, good job. it's a good job we don't have him texting today. More frequently than you might imagine. But I just find the whole... <laughs> I mean, I drool when I sleep. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. thank God. Yeah. That's part We've of the got, problem, yeah, isn't it? Alan pulled it out of the fire. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Speaking but, of fire, though, <laughs> don't you love a bonfire? See, we had, enjoy, a prop, yeah. we had a proper campfire. I do enjoy a bonfire, but do you know what I hate about camping in this country is that you're never really properly camping. You're not that far away from other people, and the whole point of getting away into the wild is to remove yourself from other people because, let's face it, other people are horrific. Yeah. Then mm. when you go camping in this country, you're about four foot from other people who've probably got a ghetto blaster going and a Staffordshire Bull Terrier barking into the night. And for me, that really isn't camping. If you are going to go camping, I say go for it completely. Leave the house with nothing but what you're standing up in, a Swiss Army knife and make Maybe just a lump of sugar just to keep you going for the first bit. Kendall Mint And then you've got to make your own bivouac out of whatever you find. That's what you've got to do. That's proper camping. Not being somewhere where there's a little shop two minutes away where you can get your milk. It doesn't do it for me. Well, I've done a lot. broadcast a safety warning on this because we might have impressionable listeners. (laughs) We might have. (laughs) They think Zoe's given her instructions. Many of our um, listeners already live in tents. (laughs) (laughs) So they they don't really know what the concept of camping is. You see, I wouldn't mind that. If we did, if you went into the wilds and just sort of made your own shelter and that sort of, then it would be proper camping. But when you've got to take Mm. a fridge, a cooker, some chairs... I think if you're, if you're completely in the wild, I think you'll find that you're dragged out of your tent in the early hours of the night by um, Hell's Angels. <laughs> Do you think? That's why, that's why I prefer a site. <laughs> yes, I think that they go Hell's around Angels. looking for tents in um, isolation. Then you've got to go further afield. 
further afield. That's even worse. Then I no. think you're talking about men in full face balaclavas so and going off. If shotguns. I can't do that, then I'd just rather be in a hotel. So that's why I'd say I'd rather. Well, be in you, a hotel. I mean, you're not entering into that. I, I would rather have a, a, a bonfire than Netflix. Would you? As far as what something to watch, I can stare at a bonfire forever and see all the all the myths of the ancient world. <laughs> I think you can Dancing actually. In front of your eyes. I think you can actually watch some fire on Netflix. You can just I've, put it on yeah. for you know, like on in your living room. Oh so yeah, you sort of got the flames and. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, none you of the smell or the it. sort of you know. No, but I like that when you when you wake up the next morning. Bad for you, though. And I you think. can smell it on your clothes. It reminds oh. me. Remember Britain pre-smoking ban? Yeah. <laughs> I it makes Britain me all, all nostalgic for that oh, when, no. you know, when secondary smoking was um, a, one of the little dangers we all took on <laughs> together. But it's... No, I had to sleep, though, with the... Kath, my, my partner, decided that the luggage had to go at the bottom of my section. Right. So I slept with my knees bent... Mm. Because the luggage was at the bottom. See, that's horrific. That that's was awful. That was. Uh, it, I'll but tell you what it felt like. Why didn't like. you buy a bigger tent, Frank? Why, I mean, when you well, got. Well, I thought I had bought a bigger <laughs> tent. Remember, I'd never opened it till I got to the campsite. Yeah. You get something with a foyer and a second bedroom and perhaps a dining room. Yeah, that's what you do. That. People had that. One of our friends bought a gazebo with them. <clears> a, yeah. a, a tent gazebo thing. Yeah. Big top. That's where I'd go. Yeah, big top. she has got a big top. I don't know. <laughs> How did you guess that? <laughs> um, that wasn't why she bought the gazebo. <laughs> although, although keeping them dry was was tricky. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, I tell you what it felt like when I when I had the luggage at the um, end of me. So I had to fold up. You know when they um, saw a lady in half? Oh yeah, I think that's how they do it, isn't it? Don't doesn't she lie there with her knees all folded up, and then there's another woman at the other end of the box, and that's with a wheelie bag. I hope I'm, I'm not. Sure I, hope the, I hope the magic circle aren't going to uh, bust me. I think they might, think they might be onto you for that. Isn't that how they do it? Something like that. Actually, as we've got Zoe Lyons, I know he's my uh, political correctness correspondent. <laughs> is it still all right? This I'm soaring a lady. Worried. Absolutely. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, it's okay. That's fine. I think it's fine as long yeah. as it's a clean blade. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to change blades between soaring up of lady. You can't yeah. share a blade, but absolutely yeah. clean blades, and it's absolutely fine. Okay, well that's yeah. good. You heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. If if you see them get the saw out of like yeah. a pre-sealed, sterilised pack, absolutely like... fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they wipe it. Out. You know that bit they wipe your arm with before and oh, get right. a needle. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm hoping there's a bit of that goes on. Yeah, I'm sure. So what else? We haven't really spoke to Zoe yet. How are you? Except for her I'm rants really, about camping. Yeah, oh, yeah. Angry rants well, about camping. Well, we didn't speak to her. She spoke at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm really good, Frank. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying life at the moment. I'm doing... Oh. I'm, I like to do things I haven't tried before. And, and uh, I am... Um, this is breakfast, I've, I've breakfast radio. This, yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I've spoken about this before on the show, about wanting to learn how to ride a motorbike, and I've never really got round to it. And... Um, Maybe you have. Yes, because I know Alan has has shared some of his motorbiking literature with me. Have you got a licensed motorcyclist? Yeah. So what I decided to do was, I decided not to have my test, but I went to see if I liked it. Because I've I've always had an idea in my head that I would 
one day have a motorbike and I would really enjoy it. And um, it's, it's a middle-aged thing, I suppose. In my mind, I picture Steve McQueen on that beautiful bike jumping over those can gates. I ask, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do women have midlife crises oh. or is that a male thing? <laughs> oh, no, totally. Because I always think men who buy big motorbikes when they're like, I don't know, yeah. 40. I don't know how old you are exactly, but... Older than 40. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to- I brought I'm, it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in that midlife crisis zone. Yeah. Um, they are they are inclined to buy big motorbikes yeah. at that age to sort of re you know mm-hmm. re re grab their youth. Yeah, yeah. For, for us, I think it's sort of smaller motorbikes but larger kitchen aids. Oh, yeah. right. That's where we go. <laughs> That's nice. yeah. 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 So yeah, I went and had a little new to motorbiking course. What's that? Is it is that what it's called? It's the called new to motorbiking new course. New new to motorbiking course. Okay. So is it riding around in a car park That's on a little exactly bike? Exactly what it is, Alan. For two hours in first gear, going the same direction. Uh, but so it, it was all in first gear. I'd, I never asked whether I should get out of Sersky. <laughs> when, when I got off, I thought, I should have asked him whether I should have popped it into second Can I ask you point. a question which may sound food? Can you reverse on a motorbike? Is no, there a reverse your, gear? Only with your tippy toes. Well, it's funny you say, is there a reverse gear? There's massive, um, like a, a Honda, huge Honda mm, Goldwing or a Harley David, because they're so big and heavy, some of those have a reverse gear for moving them. But you don't really ride backwards on a. Do you know I was um, I was driving in uh, in the states. Well, oh, yeah. I hate people who call it the states. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the states, across the pond, and just outside the Big Apple. <laughs> no, it wasn't any, anywhere near there. I was driving, and there was um, there was some um, Hell's Angel types at a at a sort of cafe. Obsessed with the. I know they're everywhere this morning. <laughs> And I pulled in in a car, and this guy was one of these enormous, wide mm-hmm. motorbike things. And he stopped when I came in, and he said to me, have you ever tried um, cornering on one of these vehicles? And I said, no. <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. I don't know why he brought it up. I think I hadn't given him enough Sounds circle. like he thought you hadn't given him enough turning space, yeah. yeah. You are lucky to be telling this story. Yeah, I know he was a big man as well, bearded. (laughs) Who knew that was it? If I remember rightly, he had jeans on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ruffian. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, yeah. That's how he wants to be. Yeah, that's what I want to be. You want to be one of those guys. I I wonder if it had a reverse. They don't really. I think they're very big ones because they weigh so much they need a reverse. But most motorcycles do not have a reverse gear or need it because you can just get off and wheel it. Oh, okay. Even if it is a bit heavy. You can just, it's what they call manual handling when mm. they're teaching you. It's hard to do the manual handling, Zoe. Mm, I wasn't very good at that. We're going to come back to um, Zoe's manual ha- handling <laughs> anecdote. That's a tease. After this. Um, what else? What else have I done this week? I, um, I've i been having a clear out of my house. I don't like junk. I really do not like junk. I think uh, I, want to, I want to get down to that point of absolute minimalism where I just have one spoon and a plate. Oh, zen. Yeah, that's where I'm oh. going. I mean, obviously, yes. I'll be start naked, um, which won't <laughs> Great be until the visitor turns Yeah, off. you just have to sort of carefully position your spoon and plate to decide where that's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, what gets covered, what doesn't get covered. Um, so we've been going through our, we've gone through our drawers, and um, I've been... Chucking out the fountain, you know, you always have that one drawer full of electrical stuff that you 
just discard. You know, you get a new phone, so you chuck the old one in there, and then the chargers and the bits and bobs and the USB things and other yeah. dangly bits. I've got those. You know those wires that have got a thing. I think they used to call it a transformer. It's got one of those in the middle of it, like a oh, block of yes. plastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never know what they're no, from. Who they're for? But I'd be so from. gutted if I found the thing that it belonged to, and mm. then I remembered throwing it away. No. Yeah. Well, I spent a day plugging things into other things to see what fitted. It was huh? very exciting. And then I took some stuff to one of those shops. You know they go, we buy stuff? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in one of those places? Is it like we buy any cars? We like buy that, anything. We buy any stuff. Do you mean like a cash converter? Like a sort of cash converter right, type sort of place. I don't know what this means. Stuff. Can you explain it to me? So I live, you go with I live in a, a sort of ivory tower. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is a cash like converter? Me, well, for a commoner like me, what you do is you sounds go through like the your bureau de change. Yes, but you don't get a very good exchange rate. But it no. is quite fun, and you do learn a lot. But you do need a couple of hand wipes when you come out. Um, <laughs> don't touch the services. Um, uh, I took my stuff, like old phones, like really, really old phones, like properly oh. old phones. I got some money for them though. They might Brilliant. be worth a bomb or two. You know, they weren't old enough to be. Of historical or antique value, <laughs> right? But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Alexander Graham is, Bell's first phone. What you it want was... is the ones that the foot, uh, the um, you know, like the sort of films when they're making an eighties film, they want like. I've got one. Of, I've got one of those. Have you ever seen the ones that open and there's a keyboard and a screen inside? So yes. it's, it's like a laptop yes. phone. Yeah. I've still got one of those. I don't think I'd part with it because, for nostalgic reasons, it's the first phone. I used to dump someone by text. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you've got to keep a few, you've got to keep that. Um, you know, emotional That's values. Life's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I managed to flog some stuff. I've got some ca- like, proper cash in my hand. That Loaded. Like, that, I never felt really is... alive. I felt like a sort of barra boy, like a market <laughs> stall holder or something. I just felt, I was like, yeah, cash. Yeah, dirty cash in my pockets. Brilliant. I'm going to do it with more stuff. Probably not even my stuff. I'm probably going to branch out into other people's stuff, just start selling other people's stuff. I think that happens in those shops. I think that does happen. I, in that, that is, I, was, I was getting that feeling from people around me. I was like, yeah, is yeah. that your stuff or somebody else's stuff? Yeah. Yeah, mm, Yeah. I I didn't know this shop existed, but I'm I'm I'm... I've got loads of stuff. <laughs> I'll come around for it. I'll empty your drawers for it. I'm quite happy doing it now. I'm very good. I've got a good eye now for what charger fits what receptacle. But say, <laughs> say I took in um, an old radio that worked. Mm. What, what, yeah. what, what are we talking? Five or something? Quid. A radio. A quid for a radio. Well, Probably a quid. It's non-digital. <laughs> Transist, transistor radio. I think you'd be looking at maximum a quid. For mm. I mean, is it yeah. worth... It's not even worth it's the journey, It's going to cost me that in petrol. Yeah, exactly. I'll come round in my van. I'll take what you've got, mate. And, uh, yeah, any old That's item. why you really need loads of stuff. You, you need, see, like, what a I... quid for the radio and then, like, 99 other items. <laughs> what I do is, is I give the things to the charity shop so it helps people who are less well off than me. Not Zoe. It's a different, it's a different <laughs> technique to yours. <laughs> but, you know, we're all, we've all got our own little priorities. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. Um, we've got a bit of uh, uh, fashion news this week, actually, oh, Frank. God. It seems Fem- strange if Emily it in Dean my voice. is sitting on her sick bed, bed listening to this. Yes. Um, you know the model Poppy Delavine? Of course you do. Um, I love Poppy. Yeah. No, no, I just got a text from Thomas De Quincey. I was reading out loud. 
I think that's the first Thomas De Quincey joke that's ever been made on Absolute Radio, and I'm glad I was here when it happened. I think that there's only you that would have been here when that happened. <laughs> it's always going to be you. Um, I was going to go Samuel Taylor Coleridge, but I thought it was too populist. Right. <laughs> um, well, she was um, she was at a fashion show. Well, Kel uh, Surprise, <laughs> indeed. And and she inadvertently showed the world that she'd been FaceTiming her husband. You know when you, someone's holding their phone and they think it's holding inwards towards them so people can't see it? Mm. She was holding it outwards and the people could see that she was FaceTiming her husband who had no top on. <gasps> he was bare-chested. But can I ask you a question about this? Sure. See, I when I saw that, mm-hmm. I wondered if it wasn't a case of... Let me tell you, I'll tell you a story. I was once in a... a, a, a Max Bygraves. I was in, once in a small cafe mm-hmm. in, um, in Italy and there was a woman sitting at a table um, on a phone and she was clearly talking to her um, significant other and describing what the meal was, talking about what the view was. And it, she was sort of having a romantic meal with someone who wasn't there. And if, if she'd have had FaceTime, which hadn't been invented then, I mean, it would have right. been even better. She showed him the meal and anything else. And I wonder if, if Poppy Delavine wasn't showing her husband the, the vista mm. of the exciting do deliberately. You're right. Mm. She might have just said to him... Oh, I'm about to see this press pack. There's one photographer that I really hate, the one with the green jacket. Have a look at this. Yeah. And she could have done, yeah. And, I mean, a, a man with his top off is not a controversial. I mean, if it had been me, they'd well. have just assumed she was watching Ben Kingsley and Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> but was well, it I, in a bag or something? I, 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 think, think, it was, was, I think it was... I think it was... We could see him through gauze, I have a sense. He I was in a bag. I think it. he was... Yeah, he was in, sitting next to John Lennon and Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> no, was he through gauze? Was he coming through gauze? I don't think so. I think she was... Maybe she had him in the back leg of her leggings. You know those <laughs> leggings you get with the gauze windows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love think, those. I mean, I do think it. it is indicative of how beautiful people live you know they're sort of otherworldly he's an ex-model she's a, is he? I didn't she's know a that. model and so obviously they can tolerate discussing they can have facetime and she'd be like oh you're so beautiful with your shirt off whereas i think if i was to try and facetime my wife and i had my shirt off she'd be like could you put a shirt on in the hotel i'm eating my dinner while we're facetiming so I just think that it's... Do you FaceTime, Mike? No. No. <laughs> In fact, we don't even FaceTime because she'd be like, why are we looking at each other? Can't we do this by text? Nobody talks to each other like that, staring at each other's face. It's really it's weird. weird. It is weird, isn't it? You don't just have a conversation just staring Maybe concentratedly Maybe very beautiful at people do, though. But they're, they're the only people that can use that facility because I, I, I was on the train the other day and I turned on my phone... And I was meant to turn the camera on, but then I turned on the selfie camera, so it was looking back at me. And, Whoa, the... Oh! Oh, the love of... Oh, come on. No, it really wasn't good. It really wasn't good. It was was an eye sack. Had you just got your spoon and plate? Oh, you've got to hold it up I mean, if you hold it up high, it's fine, because then at least all of the folds fall away from your face, Mm -hmm. and there is some remnants of being a human being. But down the way... When you're face down, just a surprise Sharpe puppy, that's what was looking back at me. (laughs) Well, I... 
I'm, it came too late for me, FaceTime. If that had come in my youth, when my moral compass used to spin like a sanding machine, <laughs> I think I'd have used it for the worst possible reason. Oh, sure. Oh, God, I wouldn't have been much face involved. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And we were talking about um, Poppy Delavine and... Um, her um, her FaceTime thing. I have another theory. I think uh, this this is the most normal version of these events mm-hmm. is that they're chatting and the husband says, oh, you know that spot that I had on my shoulder? <laughs> it popped. It's oh. gross. And she went, Get, it. let's do FaceTime and show me. And then that's why he's got his shirt off and they're chatting rather than it just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm so beautiful and we're chatting with my shirt off. Do people still do this, the spot sharing thing? <laughs> yeah. I stopped. I, I felt I couldn't trust my partner. Right. When I say, when you say, ow, oh, ow, oh, stop, and they go, no, 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 it's coming out now. <laughs> and, and, and it never is, I don't think. They just want, they just can't stop themselves. I think it's already gone mm, five minutes ago. No, and just coming out now. Agony. Um, I, um, yeah, so um, I, I do, I'm never, um, I've, Barely use FaceTime at all for anything. No, never, nothing. No, not really. My father skypes me every now and again, but what that means is I get a conversation with the top of his head. Yeah, just a little tuft of hair floating so you're short, around. Man. No, he just has no idea where the camera is and what he's looking at. Oh, so it's okay. just a little tuft of hair. I spend the whole thing looking at me in the corner. Yeah, yeah on right. Skype. That's me in the corner. <laughs> Brings out your REM narcissism. Yeah, it does that. Um, <laughs> But no, I don't like that much either. No. Mm-hmm. It's odd because I used to dream as a kid when I watched sci-fi films, you know, Star Trek or stuff like that. When they contacted people, it always was like video communication. Mm. It looked great. It must make phoning in sick a more elaborate mm. business, hasn't it? Because it's one thing <laughs> doing the voice. If you, what do you wear? One of those Crimean War head bandages. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look ill yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Mistake. Presumably, but people, people don't do FaceTime. People do FaceTime on the bus and on the train oh. and in public transport and all over the place. You just think, what are you doing that for? You don't need to do that. What I don't understand is when people sit together, they all look at their phones. They never look at each other. No. When they're not with them, they want to look at each other. Yeah. Suddenly. yeah. <laughs> Am I starting to sound like one of those old geezers who says stuff like, and when people look on the phone, they don't even look at. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. But, you know, it's all right. <clears throat> What about when my phone went off during a Catholic mass mm-hmm. and the, the ringtone I had was Three Lions? <laughs> <laughs> that was so... Imba- I mean, that was treble embarrassment. That's mm. why I've always got Gregorian chant on mine in case oh, it goes off anyway. <laughs> yeah, but what if, what if it goes off at an England fan do yeah. you're at? Then you'll feel win, pretty you? stupid. Yours is probably Z Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic work. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, just, talking, just talking about Uber. Oh, don't. I'm trapped, don't. I'm be trapped in the town centre. Don't. People <laughs> How shall ever I get home? <laughs> Night was fun. Um, oh, this Poppy Delavine woman. I might have to buy a hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going to help? <laughs> just gives me some trajectory. <laughs> I um, I don't really know her work, Poppy Delavine. I'll but... tell you something. I've I I once did a. There was some um, disaster in the third world. I can't <laughs> I can't put a name to. It. It's been a long time ago. 
And I went up the BT Tower, mm-hmm. and me and Poppy Delavine and, and a handful of other, um, let's call ourselves celebrities, yeah. um, took um, donation phone calls. So we answered the oh, phone yeah, yeah. and took people's. Uh, she is, um, she's in. I mean, in the flesh, she's a remarkable-looking human being. She's in. Mm. Um, she's in. Uh, She's a beautiful woman. Mm. Yeah. Fair play. Mm. I didn't really speak to her, but she had turned up for a charitable event. Well, so. this is my point. I think she has to be a beautiful woman because that is such a pretty name, isn't it? Poppy, Poppy Delavine. Delavine. It's yeah. even got a little bit... But imagine if her parents had called her that and then she'd been minging. Mm. Like, it would just be so unfair because it sounds mm. like someone lovely Can we come... acknowledge that um, women can be minging now? Is that I acceptable? think so. I'm not sure. What is this, Brave New World? I think it's so... Oh, well, it is. I don't know about Brave. I'm frightened to death. Um, I think I think you'll find all women are beautiful. <coughs> and all not, men Frank, are vermin. They're not. They're not. Some people are minging yeah. and some people are gorgeous and if some you people do, yeah, are in the middle. You're right, Alan. If you well, name a baby all, uh, Poppy de Levine and, and it looks like a sort of melted pumpkin, then it's going to be... Yeah, it's difficult yeah. to pull that off, isn't it? You're like... Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's pul- pulpy. Pulpy de Levine. Yeah. Yeah, ploppy de Levine. What I'm saying is they, they, you know, they threw for a bullseye and they got it. Like, they, they, if she'd look like that, she wouldn't be so FaceTime crazy, would she? But isn't the whole family beautiful? Isn't it just like a sort of pedigree Afghan hounds? Isn't that what they look like? Like walking around, so. sort of. Well, I only know her and the Cara. I mean, are there other sisters? I think the fa- I think the whole family's like that. Wouldn't it be unlikely that the, the mum one. and dad are a couple of uh, what was the yeah, word like, you used? There's another. Yeah. <laughs> if there's another sister called Old Bootface <laughs> Delavine, like <laughs> this can't be right, surely. Can we say this? <laughs> Why are you so worried? You I'm, said I'm worried that we're even sure acknowledging their gender in this age of fluidity. <laughs> I mean, when I was a young man, gender fluidity meant women who could catch. I don't think you can say when you were a young man. Can you not say that? <laughs> no. When I was a young uh, no, no. human being. <laughs> I'm stretching it. But, um, yes, yeah, she seemed nice. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and all the rest of it. And with, with Is the, that a with, talent? With, a, with tallness. A tallness. That's all I've got. Is that a skill? That's all she I've got. Had, she had a grace about her as well. She could walk she as well. No, yeah. but she had, you know... Is that on she, your CV? I'm tall and can walk. She she looked... You couldn't... Was, there wasn't a sense of the... Sometimes you get a joltiness from one foot going in front mm-hmm. of the other, but she had more of a Camberwick green glide. Nice. Yes. I don't... I'm not questioning her uh, human essence. I. She seemed, um, you know, one of those nice-looking people who you don't want to talk to. Oh. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Zoe Lyons and Alan Cochran. Um, don't text the show today because we're not live. I apologise, but, you know, things to do. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, however, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm eating Toblerone. <clears throat> it's yeah. a biggie as well, one of those mm, big an airport Toblerone. What I'd call an airport Toblerone. That's exactly what it is. I once, um, in order to impress a woman I'd had a brief relationship with... Yeah... When I'm saying brief, um, um, I'm talking sort of relationship you could have 365 times a year. Um, the next morning, um, when uh, when I got up first and I put the toast, I used as a toast rack a large Toblerone I'd brought back. 
And I said, just to suggest that that's how um, Shelby's people live. <laughs> Slightly melted by the hot toast. It's all right. Didn't spoil the toast. Chocolate no, it's no. all right. I mean, think, think pan au chocolat, why don't you? I will. Okay. Yum. Um, uh, you know, I've never ate a pan au chocolat without at first holding it to my face to form a pig snout. Oh. <laughs> there are certain foods that I have to do some yes, of. Yes, yeah. yeah. I've seen you with bananas as a sleeve. And, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the withered hand the banana. Hand. Yeah, the yeah. banana uh, withered hand thing. I've never seen that. Oh. oh. I spent enough time with Frank. <laughs> and we'll leave it there, though, I think. Yeah, true enough. Um, well, it wasn't just... Um, uh, What's her name? Mrs. Delavine. Poppy Delavine. Poppy Delavine had the fashion for a party. How quickly we forget. Um, There was also a bit of a same dress nightmare situation that has uh, swept the internet. It has swept the internet. Oh, God knows. It needed a good sweep. It's I scoured the internet recently <laughs> and I come up shining. Oh. Bits of it need bleaching. Yeah, yeah they do. So, yeah, some industrial clean are needed. Mm. Um, but yeah, they um, was it eight women all dressed in the same dress? Coincidentally, not was not, it coincidentally? No, I ain't. So, but how far? I am far now through an internet sensation. Do you get? I bet this was set up. Right. Eight women at the same wedding wore the same dress. That see, I mean, was it free on the front of a magazine? Are you, pu- are you the person putting <laughs> fake in the comments? It just yeah, says fake news. First, and then it says fake. <laughs> fake news. Well, having said that, we've turned up fairly similar today, Alan. Yes, we've, we have. We've, stripy yeah. tops. And do, you think Al- tops. But, but, do you think Alton John has been thinking, is this the time to re- re-release Rocket Man now that the phrase is <laughs> back in common parlance? Wouldn't that be a piece of cynicism? Yes. <laughs> and as he says himself, Rocket Man, where is a bum chair and fiddle hole? I'd forgotten that. No, it, I did. It was it, it really. Would it be an, an acceptable scam if, let's say, 15 to 20 women went to a wedding in exactly the same dress as the bride? Yeah. Well. <laughs> How would the bride take that, I wonder? That's a good point. I don't know. Probably not happily. Yes. They're not. It's only the bride that's meant to wear white, isn't it? It's really rude. Is that right? Is yeah. it? Well, what happened when um, Colonel Sanders' daughter got married? <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine, be... oh, imagine the meal at that. Oh, oh three-piece. If, if you do know the answer to that, please email us it just for the future, because I'd love to know. Well, he must have, he must have children, the Colonel. He must. Why? Yeah. Uh, he just, I mean, he's... Because he's that sort oh. of family man, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Didn't they do the wedding bucket? Is that a, oh, that'd, that'd be a menu be option? Wedding oh, bucket. Yeah. Wedding yeah. bucket. That's wedding when you know bucket. you're going to a classy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> when the food's in a bucket. The wedding <laughs> it's good, bucket. though, because if you do need to be sick, there's a bucket. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're talking about a bunch of Australian women who eight women was it? Eight women eight in the women. same dress. All right, yeah. Oh, eight. I didn't realise it was Australian women. I think eight. it was in Sydney, Australia. Does that make it more or less believable well, if for it was you? you look like yeah, a, no, that would make let's it more believable. the dynamic. If they, if, I didn't realise it was if from a small town. Maybe there was just the what, one out Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been to Australia? Got it's it from a the bit. shop. <laughs> been to the shop, got the dress. When they did, uh, if they're all in the same dress, when they did the ho- hokey cokey, if you're looking at it from the balcony, mm. it must have looked like a big scrunchie. Mm. Yeah. 
Steadily dilating scrunchy. Mm. Why did that sound rude? <laughs> it's the word dilating, isn't it? I think so. Well, scrunchy's quite visual. I'm surprised, I have to say, that the same dress nightmare thing doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Mm. I can't think of hardly any time I've ever been anywhere like where I've got a shirt on and someone else's. Oh, really? Well, West Brom games. I've had this happen loads of times at Black Tidus. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, West Brom games. Do you there think you anyone's ever bought a football replica shirt and thought, I'll wear this at the... <laughs> I bet no one's ever thought of wearing these at the games. <laughs> and then turned up and there's 5,000 of them. My favourite is the guy that you see sometimes on Match of the Day in the stands with his over his coat, you know, the uh, football shirt over the coat. I've done I've, that. I find it very funny. Do you know I went to um, La Scala in Milan, the opera house, mm. with a West Brom shirt underneath her evening jacket? Did, Did you? you? Pathetic. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what I was trying to prove. I was, I was thinking I was king of the new lads at the oh, time. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know if you remember that. It's a weird thing, though, if you turn up and somebody's got the same item of clothing on you as you. I find I tend to like the item of clothing less. Well, you would. Yeah. But it's the, like but when uh, you but order you, a meal you like and it someone... More? Shouldn't you like it more? That you've been, like, somebody yeah. who's also appreciated what validated. you've appreciated. Yeah. yeah. But there's a bit where it goes, no, nah, I don't want it now. Not that you've got it. Do you want them to look worse in it or better? Worse. Okay. Ooh. Much worse. See, these women all looked all right in it, I thought. There I didn't was think no any s- of them looked brilliant. There's still going to be one. You didn't think any of them looked no, brilliant? So the best. The, the, yeah, it was... There's still got to be one that looks the best and one that looks the worst. Mm. That's, 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 that's life. life yeah. So it's tough for that <sighs> lady eight. This must, yeah. must happen to goths all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Oh, you wore the long leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> We should have texted each other. I was going to go with my multicoloured coat today. But I am, I am surprised that it doesn't happen more. Is there any sort of? Is there a sort of? You know, when you get like prints from if, if an artist, say if Tracy Emin does a drawing, there'll oh, be a limited right. edition. Yeah. Do they do that with dresses and stuff? I think if you go haute couture, then yeah, then I'll yeah. try haute couture. It's changed nothing yeah. for me. <laughs> I can't. I picked up the Tobler and realised I can't eat it. You mid, can't mid, do mid, that. No, no. The show. Every time I pick up a Tobler and I think um, of Leslie Garrett singing um, "Climb Every Mountain" <laughs> in the stage version of "Sound of Music." Really? Whoa, what a voice she's got! Made me feel a bit poorly. <laughs> <laughs> too loud. You know, some people are too loud. Yeah. So we think it was real, then, do we? We think it was real, and not only that, the um, the Daily Mail article that I read quotes um, some guy who uh, commented, Yang Vang, his name is, he wrote, my worst nightmare being dressed the same as someone else. And I read that and thought, what mild nightmares you have. Yeah. Like, mm. Mine are more like my teeth fall out and then turn into little creatures and start eating my feet. That sounds much worse wow. than... like. Oh, I've got the same jacket on as that guy. That's what about fine, when I, um, I drove... Remember the dream I told you about when I drove Judy Finnegan to uh, an, uh, an event <laughs> and she suddenly took out a revolver and shot Chancellor <laughs> Helmut Cole? That seems and worse. I felt like I was somehow party to it. <laughs> You're an assistant I to the crime. Fin- yeah, I felt like an accomplice. Let it, I never said let him have it. <laughs> oh, those are the days. <laughs> well, they weren't actually the days. They were things that didn't... It was a dream. It was those were the nights. Here's a question for you. What's the cut-off um, same clothes um, age for twins? 
I wish we had a text here. <laughs> I know a set of triplets, 18 years of age, mm. all of them, and uh, they dress the same. Do, out of choice? Well, I think so. Yeah. No, they're in prison. <laughs> they're all nuns. <laughs> they're all one nun. Like a pantomime nun. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I found a lovely thing to do with your spare change this week. Oh, yes? Yes, indeed. There's a, there's a father and son uh, in Somerset who are... They're, they're reflooring the floor of their garage that they've just built in 2p copper coins in the most beautiful way possible. They've made it look very, very lovely indeed. They're taking 2p copper coins and sort of doing a sort of parquet flooring effect across their garage floor. Which heads, is or, heads or tails? Um, I don't think that's important. I think what's important... Not important. No, I don't think it's, it's important. The, that's one of the biggest existential questions ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, they must have made a decision for uniformity. You think they're just putting some heads and some tails? They m- that's not stipulated in the in the peak. I wouldn't have that wouldn't have bothered me actually when I was putting that down. I'm not that um, particular about my coin. They'll flooring. probably have. What is they listening to this? They've already put down about twelve thousand coins, and they think, oh, oh, that's a good idea. We should have gone. Yeah, they're, they're going to use. Although that. they're not all the same, are they? Even two even, pence coins. No, like some coins are different from others, even if they're the same denomination, aren't they? But what they're doing is they are they are they? are they're cleaning yeah. them using fizzy pop. Oh yes. So they're, so they're cleaning the oh, coins. Oh, yes, we used to do that, I remember, with the old copper coins. Yeah, so you can clean. Mm-hmm. So they're cleaning some of the coins and leaving the other ones tarnished, creating a beautiful parquet floor. Oh, they're effect. leaving some tarnished. So it's almost like stripes, you know, so you like get the when stripes. there's been um, a, yeah. a new groundsman attached to a football club. Oh, yes, <laughs> like that. and they do that, yeah. 33,000 coins they're going to use. Mm-hmm. No. It doesn't fit in with um, the idea of Theresa May's austerity, Britain. I think People it does. Using money to make floors. But then it's quite, it's only got to cost them about 600 quid to do the whole floor, which is not, <clears> that's yeah. not bad, is it, for a floor? I suppose it's more than. It's the in floor. a garage. It's <laughs> in a garage. I think of a garage floor costing nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the. But this will yeah. be, be a signature piece. It'll be. Oh, it'll it certainly be, will. Um, something it'll be a to behold. Point. Yeah. Yeah, how would you? I don't know what face I'd pull if somebody went, "Come to my garage and look at my penny floor." I don't know where, like, surprise, interest, horror. What face would you pull? That sort of. uh, uh, uh. I'd be. (laughs) Is it disrespectful to Her Majesty? And what would be more? What would be more disrespectful? Walking on her face or her face down in the gluey dust? Well, we lick the back of her head every time we send a postcard. So stamp. Yeah. No one's licked a stamp. I would say for fifteen years. There's oh. still some licky stamps, aren't there? I don't yeah, we think still lick so. stamps. You lick stamps. They come yeah. on. They come on a like a sticker sheet. Even now. then, don't Do deny they? yourself yes. the gluey pleasure. Oh, there's something quite nice about. It. I used to love licking Should envelopes until licking I realised they were made in prisons and people did stuff with the glue. Is that no? I don't. True. Believe That's that. true. Oh, stamps are made no. in prisons. No, the envelopes. I stopped licking them because they were made of shire horses. Oh, yeah, were they? A bit of that. Yeah. yeah, That's what they make glue with. I think you'll find. Yeah, you get a bit of fur in your teeth. Well, it's nice. It's nice that that, I mean the the good thing about the story is it's nice a father and son having a you know a shared 
Yes. Interest. Activity. I like it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've read Oedipus. It's not always a success. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's... You imagine a young man is not don't want to be bothered with his dad anymore, you know. But, yeah. Um, I like the idea of the two of them on their knees sticking top. I hope they don't take the 2p out of circulation before they finish the project. That would be... Well, that would be, would be better, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that give it a sort of a... Um, a lovely nostalgic historical thing. value, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if it was old pennies, that would be a bigger, bigger deal. I would have thought. Do you know what I do with my pennies? I collect, I collect them in a freezer bag, and then I freezer bag, yeah, in a freezer bag because they're quite strong. And then I go down the supermarket, and they've got one of those machines that counts it. And, oh, oh yeah. the sound it makes when it goes through is absolutely delicious. And it goes on for hours. And you go, this is amazing. I've got so much money. And then your little little ticket comes out. It's like four pounds twenty. You're like, yeah, that was eight years of saving. It's a frugal side coming out to you. There is. Selling your old notary correspondent. Now she's frugal. I feel like I've got no territory left on this show. Frugal sharky, I call her. Wow. So you're selling off your used items and taking your collecting my coppers. I mean, what happened to the days when local celebrities would push a tower of pennies into a blanket in a public house and that would be like, you know, 37 what? and 6 for a local children's home? What are you describing here? That used to be a tradition. Is this from a Dickens novel no, or something? I've seen it happen. You'd have a tower of pennies and they'd get a local celebrity and they'd push them over with one finger. <laughs> and then uh, that money would go to the... Um, Oh, to charity. You're not, not familiar with the Tower of Pennies? Tower of Pennies? No. <laughs> well, I what, mean... What era was this? It was my era. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's still happening in some parts it's of the country. Not. No. <laughs> tower of Pennies. I'm sure I've had um, requests to go and push, push over a Tower of Pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not a euphemism for something? I don't think so. Um, I hope not. I've said yes to the one in uh, Stourport. <laughs> Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Mm. We, we have an ice bucket full of coins in the house. Do you? What are you planning to do with them? Um, I might follow Zoe's lead and take them to my local supermarket and tip them in and then start punching the air now. They do take a commission. Oh, what? You've got to be prepared to take the no, hit. No, I'm back out. I'll just count them out what and denomination, put them in bin bags. What and... denomination have you got in your bucket? It's mostly two pences and one pences, I think. Oh. I think sometimes the higher denomination coins get filtered out for, um, you know, metered parking. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go down for the brown in the street? It's <laughs> <laughs> a reasonable question. Now, would you pick up um, a Tom's or a, a penny? Five uh, P's my limit. Is it? Yeah. No, I think I would because I'd probably see it as some low-level cardio. Just, uh, just yeah. <laughs> you better stay out of that garage. Uh, yeah, exactly. Unless you're taking a claw hammer. <laughs> it did occur to me that garage. Do you think anybody's going to give their opinion and say it's just my twopence worth? <laughs> oh, <laughs> going to happen, isn't it? Somebody's going to. I tell you what, I didn't like. You know, um, it said um, I'm, I'm one of my. Um, problems is when people say I'm having that. I did a joke this week at the charity gig and a man from the charity said oh I'm stealing that joke when I blah blah and I just think don't say that as if I'm alright with it. No. No. Um, It said in this thing it says it said in I think the mail it said the dad came up with the idea after seeing a picture on Facebook. 
Oh. Did he come up with the idea after <laughs> seeing a, pi- a picture of what? A picture of a floor made <clears throat> of coins. Yeah. Did he come up with the idea or did he steal the idea after seeing a picture on Facebook? Pocketed it, didn't he? What was the picture the on Facebook? Maybe it was a picture of the Dalai Lama. And he thought, <laughs> hey, what if I had Tuppences all over my garage floor? That'd be all right. But I'm guessing it was a picture of coins forming a, a, a parquet yeah. effect. So he didn't come up with the idea. We cleared that up. Mm. You're right. Yeah. I don't think anybody disagrees with you. Also, that Coca-Cola thing, we used to do that, put um, old pennies in Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, you can put You can put a, tea, a tooth in Coca-Cola and oh. it disappears. Yeah. Well, it's rot. Because yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, if you put coin in and it makes it all nice and shiny, surely there's a sort of optimum point of holding Coke in your mouth where it makes your teeth nice and shiny and then yeah. you've just got to spit it out after that point. Yeah. yeah, I think if your teeth were made of the same material as copper coins, that is exactly like, like how the, the science would work. Like yeah. the Queen Mother. Yeah. <laughs> I think hers were made of copper, no. I remember, and from wood. the look of them. Yeah. yeah. I, we use brown sauce as well to uh, shine up our um, brown coins. Do you? Yeah. Well, not anymore, but I, I used to as a child. So presumably if you held brown sauce in your mouth for, say, an hour and 40 minutes, oh. yeah. <laughs> that would bring your teeth up a... A bit. Maybe watch yeah. a long film. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call that. I'd, I'd call that film time. Yeah, an hour that's about right, isn't it? Any more than 100 Gargling is. Gargling so. with brown sauce. That's, yeah, that's... That'd be great, yeah. wouldn't it, in a way? Yeah. If there's any children listening, don't um, old brown sauce in your mouth for an hour and 40 minutes. Because um, one one minute at a time. Oh, I can't right. think of a reason. <laughs> I just don't. I bet there's parents going do. That would no, be great. I'd love the peace be. and quiet. There won't be. Maybe um, pick a lily. Oh yeah. Oh, you love pick a lily. You're still having that, even though you're on this regime. I tell you what. Um, on this recycling of coins and all that thing, yeah. whatever happened to the ring pull belt? Do you remember that? No. no. There was a time oh. when young women started wearing ring pull belts made out of um, ring pulls. Really? No? You don't, don't remember, remember that, that either. Not Where that or the penny of tower, the Tower of Pennies. This is all made up. Right? It is not made up. It's just, just from a different time. Are you sure Ring we're not all from the belts. same dream with Judy Finnegan? And, uh... Wouldn't you lacerate yourself <laughs> oh, to God. pieces on a ring pull belt? No, it, but it says over your jeans. No, but just the ring pulley bit, not the sort of... Not the not, whole can. Not the, it's no, not, but... They're not leaving a wedding. <laughs> no, it's a, a ring pull belt. It's quite fashionable. What I feel yeah. like, have you ever seen the, the show Adam Adamant about a, a Victorian gentleman who's frozen in a block of ice and then comes out in the <laughs> 1960s and he's saying things like discotheque? What on earth? <laughs> Feels a bit like that. I've never felt so alienated. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Here's a question. Is it legal to stick a load of two-pence pieces to a garage floor? I wouldn't see why it would be illegal. Well, you're taking them out of circulation. I think that's the government's decision, ultimately. But I've got them in a freezer bag in my cupboard, so I've taken those out of circulation. Yeah. Maybe you should have said that on air as the Oh, no. Oh, I just walked into that. You know those police battering rams? Yeah. I've listen got, out. I've got thousands of £50 notes underneath my floorboards <laughs> in my house that I just don't even use. Mm-hmm. I'm saving them up to make a papier-mâché helmet one day. Oh, OK. So is that legal? Um, is it true? No. <laughs> is it well, legal? I, no. Is it not? Tr- I believe, seriously, it's illegal to burn money. 
All right. Mm. Have you heard this before? I know that the when I started on the comedy circuit, there was a magic act that used to burn someone's money. I think he burned a tenner a night and then gave mm. the guy it back. And, uh, and I once said to him, What's the trick then? How are you doing that? And he went, no, I'm just burning a tenner a night. Like, so, so every kick he's doing, he's losing a tenner. Yeah. Like, Which in those days. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, when my dad, <laughs> my dad used to work at Land Rover and they used to get celebrity visitors come and look at the uh, production line. And he had the um, heartthrob yodeler Frank Ifield came visiting. Right. And um, he asked them, um, Ifield to sign a pound note, and and he and, and Frank Ifield said, uh, oh, "My managers told me we're not allowed to do that. It's illegal." But I will push over a tower of pennies. He would have. I bet. I bet you Frank Ifield pushed over, say, ten thousand pounds worth of towers of pennies in his in his long, long and varied career. I bet you. Um, but yeah, so he said it's, it's illegal, you can't sign it. And I think he said because it's signed by the Governor of the Bank of England, you can't, mm. you can't have a second signature on it. Seemed incredible um, financial knowledge from uh, Frank Ifield, <laughs> of all people. <laughs> I mean, you know, I suppose he's on not, tour, he has things he Not can... what he was known for. Remember, there was no Google in those days. No. This is something he's, he's read book, book on from learning. the hard copy. Book learning, yeah. yeah. Good old-fashioned book learning. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. I once handed somebody in a post office a five pound note and somebody defaced the five pound note. They'd written something rather rude on it. Oh, oh. dear. And, uh, but I only noticed as I handed it over and I felt like a child. I had to go to the woman. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't write and did she and accept she looked it? At, she accepted it, but she gave me a very disparaging look. And I was like, I didn't write that about the Queen on there. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, somebody dear. else did. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Frank Ifill was a Republican. <laughs> Maybe that's why he got the warning. Um, defamatory messages about the Queen on his—is he still alive, Frank Ifill? I've turned around and asked <laughs> the um, think, team. I have an average age person, of about twenty-two. You're the only person in this room that's heard <laughs> of Frank Ifill. He's been replaced by the Ifill Ten, hasn't he? Isn't that sort of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, um, he was a yodeler. There aren't that many pop yodelers. That's why I thought you might have heard of him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember. I'll remember you. <laughs> I like the fact no? you think I'm thinking of another pop yodeler. Yeah. I hate it when you get your yodelers mixed up. Yeah. Oh. It's just so embarrassing. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm starting with him next week. Good. He did a song called She Taught Me to Yodel. <laughs> which... Um, <laughs> It's all about he meets a Swiss woman and, um, well, you can get one thing leads to another. She, he ends up yodeling. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a walk down memory lane in, uh, in, in many ways. Um, that is the show, though. Thanks for listening. Zoe, it's been absolutely lovely having you on, as it, as it always is. <laughs> always a pleasure, Frank. Um, you'll be, next time I see you, you'll say, guess what? I got asked to push over a tower of pennies <laughs> in, uh, in a club in Brighton. Um, Yes, so thanks uh, very much. Um, Sarah Champion is up next. Uh, Enjoy that and um, bring on the feathers. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. 
Absolute Radio.